0: Okay, hey, good evening everybody, a very special thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Romano for sponsoring the uh, Sheer this evening in honor of the first year anniversary of Isaac and Esti, so very exciting and um, they've really been a backbone, a pillar of the Sheer, and now they're a uh, dynamic duo working together every week. So, we thank you for all of your our, uh, contributions, your participation, and really making this year what it is. Shikoyach, and we should share in simchas. Also, sponsored anonymously tonight, in honor of a refuah shalema for Ayelet, Basleya and Mirza Hashem, we should see a refuah shalema bakarov in Chodesh Nisan being a month of Ge'ula, a month of Nisim ben we should all be Zochet to see Nisim and flows, as she has a refuah Sholem Bakarov. The topic this evening is You Are My Everything, discovering the ultimate devotion. And we have a lot of ideas to touch upon tonight with not that much time. I'd like to explore the concept of charosis and share some recipes. The dalit Bonim, Moror, the dipping in the Meimelach, in the salt water, Shir Hashirim, which we lay in on Pesach, and the Mitzvah of Tefillin. And find the theory of everything, how many of these uh, Halachos and minhagim of Pesach relate to something super fundamental within the Yontif itself. In the Haggadah, we say, Baruch HaMokom Baruch Hu, Baruch Shenos and Torah L'Amo Yisrael, Keneged Arba Bonim Dibret Torah, Echad Chocham, Vechad Roshah, Vechad Tom, Vechad Yodei The Torah alludes to four different conversations that a father will have with his child, and there are four different types of children. Chocham, Roshah, Tam, Vene Yodei now we're not just expressing the fact that there are different family dynamics and different children, and therefore every question needs a different answer. Every individual needs a different approach. But we're saying Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu. Thank you, Hashem, for which one of the four children? For all of them. Thank you, Hashem, for all of these four children. And this is really based on the Pesach in Parshish Bo. (coughs) The Torah tells us, In the future, your children will ask, What is this Avodah all about? You explain, this is the Yontif of Pesach. And the Pesach concludes, And the nation will bow down to Hashem as an expression of gratitude. What are they grateful for? So Rashi says, They're expressing to Hashem for the children that they will have. What kind of child? Any kind of child. And it's interesting, within this very Pesach, who is the one asking the question, Ma'avodah hazos lachem? That's really the question of the Russia, But nonetheless, there's an expression of a HaTov for all four types of children, even the Russia. Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz, one of the great Torah personalities in Eretz Yisrael, he's bothered by the question, why is it that we are so thankful for all different types of children? I understand the Chacham. You have a child who's doing well in school. He's thriving or she's thriving academically. Socially, all is well. So Baruch Hashem. They don't have any special needs to cater to. They don't have any learning disabilities. They seem to fit right in. Everybody loves them. Okay, life is easy. The other three categories, though, are not as easy. And there are... Millions of children that fit into one of those other three categories. But yet, Rabbi Gamliel explains that we're saying, Thank you, to Baruch Hu, for all of the types of children that we have. Why are we thanking Hashem for the Russia? Now, when we explore the mitzvah of charosis, the Daf Yomi actually just did this recently, the Mishnah tells us there's actually a mitzvah. Why is there a mitzvah to have chorosis on Pesach? So we have a machlogus in the Gemara. Rabbi Levi says, it's a zecher letapuach. It's a remez, it's a way to remember the apple orchards. Rabbi Yochanan amar zecher letit. And Rabbi Yochanan said, no, it's really, it's a symbolism of the, of the mortar that we had to use while building. So two very different ideas. Rav Levy saying it's remembering the apple orchards. What took place in those orchards? So the Gemara explains that there were nisim v'niflos, that when the Jewish women were giving birth, they were able to go out into the orchards and they would give birth Loba ba'otzev. They were able to do so with a sense of nachas and the munna and bitachon. And that way the Mitzrim, the Egyptians, didn't know that a child was being born. So according to Rabbi the charosis is, is very positive. It's sweet, it's delicious, it has this Kabbalistic connotation of a tapuach. Klal Yisrael is, is compared to an apple. On the other hand, we have Rabbi Yochanan. And he says, no, charosis is very different. It's all about the mortar. Abaye tells us, therefore, we do both. We make sure to use apples but we mush it up in a way that it'll have the same consistency of mortar. So that's a very strange symbolism at the Seder. We have one dish, something the Mishnah calls a mitzvah, and within this mitzvah, we have a very positive, uplifting connotation, remembering the nisim that the mothers experienced while going through childbirth. And at the same time, we're thinking about the back-breaking labor, the slavery, that we had to endure. Kind of a strange idea that we have two very opposing concepts within the same mitzvah. We find this as well with dipping in the salt water. Salt water is reminiscent of the tears, of the pain, of the suffering, the shibud mitzrayim. Yet we also know that dipping is an expression of chayrus. Only when you're free and you're living a life of luxury can you, you dip your food? So it's a contradiction. Am I trying to express a sense of chirus and, 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 and real um, nobility? Or am I remembering the suffering and the pain of the shibud? When we speak about suffering, we know that oftentimes we thrive or we're able to develop not despite the suffering, but because of the suffering. It's not even though it was so difficult, I was still able to make it out on top. But hashkafically, it's because I had these challenges, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu gave me these particular nisyonos. They were very difficult. If I had to vote, I would probably have voted otherwise. I don't want to go through this right now. I'd rather not. But through those nisyonas achayim, I was able to transform myself to strengthen my core to be a different human being. The in Tainus says that haitzurvim mirabonim, the young Torah scholars, they're like a plant emerging from the soil. As it begins to break apart, you have this seed that really decomposes in the ground. As if theoretically you go underground with the microscope, you could see the destruction of this tiny little material. And it seems like, at least in that moment, that it's just evaporating. What's really happening though, is it's forming its, uh, its root. It's, it's becoming one with the soil and it's beginning to sprout above the soil. So the Gemara says that when it comes to learning or any area of Ruchnias, we're very similar to a seed. There's almost a need to go through the grinder, to be, to be crushed up and, and stepped on, explains the netziv. <speaking in Hebrew> but through the rotting. Through all of that that, that that suffering, we're all of it, we're able to rise up and begin to sprout and to flourish. The same thing is true with one's development and Ruchnius. There's a need to be pushed down, there's a need to feel that, that I'm, not, I'm not being successful, I'm failing. Until that time comes, where through the suffering one's able to rise up above the dirt and experience real connection with Hashem. It's interesting, that Nitziv, who explains this idea in the Gemara, this was very much a description of his own life. For many years, even when he was a Rosh Hashiva, he was not appreciated. People really did not think he was... uh, brilliant or head and shoulders above the rest, he was viewed at as uh, mediocre at best. And it was only going through the, the, the toil and the suffering and the diligence of wanting to learn Torah in an authentic way was he able to persevere and eventually become the Nitziv. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, when he speaks about this idea of suffering, and we'll see how this relates back to some of the points we raised, he says, if you look at the Pesach Seder, the order seems to be uh, somewhat messed up. Pesach, Matzah, and Moror. Right? Those are the three important things, the most important things. Sazer of Yisrael, Ayin, la'ayin madu sidran moror achar matzo. Why is Moror after matzah? Haloha meisah haiseh be'hepok. If you look back chronologically, it was the exact opposite. The very first thing was the moror, meaning the bitterness. We were living in, in a state of Shebud. We were barely human or so we felt. Then after the moror, then we experienced the Pesach and the Matzo. But why is moror the last of these three things? So explains Rabbi Yisrael, we know the Mishnah tells us, tzara agra, according to the pain is the reward. It could very well be that a person will do the exact same mitzvah at two different times in their life. And although they might look very similar to the outsider, one time it was, it was easy, it was natural, it was smooth. I invited them over for, for Shabbos lunch It's a nice thing to do, but we also very much enjoy their company. There was no mesiris nefesh. Or I sat down for an hour and I was learning, but I was well rested and I really enjoyed what I was learning and there was a real sipaka nefesh. You could do the exact same chesed and it might not feel as good. You might not be as comfortable. It might not be as natural. I'm inviting uh, people over. And I might not have that same kesher or comfort with them. I'm learning. I'm just not in the mood, though. It's not really enjoyable right now. I'm pushing myself. So the Misa Mitzvah, what I'm doing, the behavior seems to be the exact same. But because we have the concept of Lefum Tzara Agra, the, the, the real impact, the achievement of that Mitzvah, is worlds and worlds away when there's any level of suffering or pain that's required to break through and accomplish something, it's an entirely different mitzvah because I'm an entirely different human being. He explains here, In Mitzrayim, anything we were able to do to connect ourselves with Hashem, to feel some level of rochnius, It took so much effort. Our lives were literally obsessed with the Shibud. We couldn't think of family life, we couldn't think of Torah, we couldn't think of tefillah. There was nothing we wanted to do besides in any free moment, just rest. And therefore there was almost a desire for Hefkerus, not to have any rules or regulations, But the strength that we had to keep on being Moser Nefesh, to try to make life as normal as possible, to try to devote some time to Ruchnius, the little that we did, how many hours a day did your average person learn when he was in Shibud Mitzrayim? Maybe nothing. Maybe a few minutes. Maybe some a little bit more. But those few minutes of, of setting aside time, although there was no interest and there was no real will, and I was, I, w- I was gone, I was exhausted. But that made us Zoha tenisim beniflos. This is what the Torah means when it says, Heard our tefila, min ha-avoda. because we weren't just davening. We were davening mitoch avoda. We were so overworked, but we still made time to do something meaningful. Heinu b'pnei man niskab le explains Rabbi Yisrael, the reason why Hashem accepted our tefillah it's because we were on the madriga of suffering. That was a different accomplishment. He therefore says moror is the last of the three because it's Based on the moror, we were Zocha to Pesach and Matzah. He writes, it's not in chronological order. It's telling us we have the mitzvos of Pesach and Matzah. How did we get there? How are we Zocha for Nisim to deserve these mitzvos? Because we went through the moror. We went through that bitterness. When we think about the cherosis, right, two very different ideas. I'm remembering the mortar and the bricks and the labor and I'm also trying to uplift myself from the, the miracles of giving birth in the apple orchards, the answer is they go together beautifully. It's not a contradiction. This is what life is when we're living with a Muna, when we have clarity that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in total control of every step and even those moments of turbulence where things are so incredibly difficult. It's not, even though it's hard, I will overcome. It's because I have this opportunity, I have this nisayun in front of me, this can make me stronger. I have to approach it with the right mindset. But this can transform me. That's the charosis. That's dipping in the salt water. It's almost showing that, yeah... There were tears, but you know what? I'm going to dip my vegetable in the tears because I understand it's through the moror, it's through the merirus, it's through the bitterness that can uplift me to make me more of a free, more of an uplifted individual. Explains with Gamliel Rabinowitz, why are we thanking Hashem for all four sons? Don't we want the chacham, the well-adjusted, well-liked young man? Why, why, why do we care about the other ones? He says, it's human nature that a parent feels somewhat disappointed if a son or daughter, if they're not doing well, they're having a hard time in their environment, and for sure, if we get the sense that they're deviating from the Derech HaTorah. They're not acting the way that that, that I want them to. They're not dressing the way that that I envisioned. And he says, therefore, a person feels not only a sense of disappointment in one's child because he wants more for them, but we almost become disappointed in ourselves. And we're judging ourselves very much based on who we think our children are in contrast to who they should be, at least in our perception. However, Belal Chaga Pesach HaKadosh writes, Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz, on the night of pesach on this very holy yontif milvado where we are uplifted almost naturally by the avirah by the energy of the of the yontif taken into a deeper awareness of ein od milvado that there is nothing in the world besides a kadosh baruch Hu, who is leading us through the or and through the choshech, and the choshech is enabling us to get more of the or. And we have this sense, and we can really tap into the belief that everything is guided by Hashem, even to the most nuanced, even the most detailed aspect of of our lives. Then we say... Baruch Thank you, Hashem, for the Chacham. And what do we say before each son? He points out, we say the word, Echad. Echad Chacham. Why do we keep on saying Echad? so ben Chacham. Our intent is, while saying this paragraph, is that if we are Zoha to have a child who's categorized as a Chacham, Obviously, this is from Hashem. It's a gift. Any bracha that we have within ourselves, within our family, within a child, it's a matana. We didn't deserve this. I didn't do anything to to get this. It's a matana gemura. It's a pure expression of a Kaddish Baruch love. But just like I look at the Chachem and I say, this is coming from HaEchad, from the one Boriolam, I look at the Tom as well and I say, this is coming from the Echad. This is the child that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have because he knows that this is what we need and this is what the child needs. We need him as, as our son, we need her as our daughter, and they need us as their parents. Echad Roshah. And even if through their Bechira, as they grow, and they, 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 they form their own identity, and they go in a very different direction than the Derech HaTorah, we say HaEchad, that's also a Kaddish Baruch Everyone has Bechira, Hashem gave every human being free will, and if this is the direction they're going, then this is Mindi Soyon. How can I love you? How can I respect you for who you are, although I may not agree to the choices you're making? So every child has his or her own nisayon; Therefore, every parent has their own challenge with the children. Hopefully a lot of nachas, but there's also a lot of suffering. It's called tsar bonim. Literally, that means the pain of raising children. It's not easy. There's tsar involved. But just like any marirus bitterness, pain, or suffering, if it's approached with the right growth-oriented mindset, I could use this to transform myself into a more devoted Eved Hashem. Echad, Khacham, echad, Rasha. it's all coming from Hashem Echad. He says, therefore, when it comes to how we view ourselves as parents, to feel pride or accomplishment if Baruch Hashem, my children are doing amazing things. Okay, if it's not based on the fact that we really put in our hishtadlis and we, we tried to give them what they need, we tried to understand their own unique personality and cater to them. If it's not based on our hishtadlis, it's a bracha, there's no reason to feel proud. You should feel grateful, but you didn't do anything. This is all the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the same thing is true on the flip side. If we have children where they're doing things, they're acting in ways that are very difficult for us to really relate to. But we know we tried everything and we gave them the love and we spent money and time and effort and energy. We didn't neglect them. We tried hard. We tried to inspire them. And for some reason it just didn't work. Then writes from Gamliel of Rabinowitz, don't feel bad. This has no reflection on you. You're not puzzled because your child looks like this or she's doing that. Life is about his and a Kaddish Baruch Hu brings results. Whatever those results are, those were intended for my unique nisayot in life. Therefore we say thank you, Hashem, for all of the children, no matter who they are. We realize it's all coming from Echad. I wanted to spend a moment with this as a backdrop that a lot of the focus of the Seder is not just we speak about the slavery and then the freedom, we start with Ganus, and then we get to the shavach, the od the milvado factor, the opportunity of really tapping into the bitachon of the yontif, the yamuna of the yontif. Reminding ourselves that it's, it's not starting with bad and ending with good. It's even the bad or even the difficult, even the challenging, the suffering, that actually leads me to a higher level. That could transform me. When we have that in mind, then it creates the Pesach. There's an opening for a whole different relationship with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. And I want to speak for a moment about a very special mitzvah. And this is what I tell many boys as they're turning 13. We speak about the mitzvah of tefillin. What's unique about the mitzvah of tefillin? And there are many answers to that question. But the question I like to pose is, out of all of the Tariyag mitzvahs, which one does Hashem do? So the Gemara says, how do we know that Hashem puts on tefillin obviously uh, it's a metaphor have to explore what that metaphor is but the gemara quotes a pasak teaching us that kadesh Hu puts on tefillin the gemara doesn't stop there okay now the question is honey de marialma alma these tefillin that Hashem wear What's written inside of them? Our tefillin we have Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. We have four different parshios, and interestingly, if there's one yontif that these four parshios relate to, it's clearly Pesach. There's a very, very deep, powerful, intimate connection between Pesach, Yitzias Mitzrayim, and Tefillin. In the Torah itself, the mitzvah of Tefillin is given with Yitzias Mitzrayim. And and those are the partios inside of the tefillin. But the question is, what's inside Hashem's tefillin? So the Gemara quotes the Pasek in Divri Hayamim. Amcha Yisrael go'y echad ba'aretz. Who is like the Jewish people? Go'y echad ba'aretz, one nation in the land. What does that have to do with tefillin, why is that why is that Hashem's tefillin? One connection we see off the bat is echad. We say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem echad. That's an art tefillin. That you could probably say is this the main the ikr of art tefillin is the posik of Shema Yisrael. And Hashem's tefillin is who is like Klal Yisrael, Goi echad be'aretz. So we have the same word, but what's the concept? So the Hakosev is one of the Perushim in the Ein Yaakov. He says right off the bat, obviously, this entire Gemara is to be understood metaphorically. But the basic concept he says is, <speaking in Hebrew> Just like we have these reminders, we have this sign on our arm and on our head, representing our devotion, our avoda to Hashem. Hashem's tefillin, Mika Amcha Yisrael, is basically saying, just like when you put on tefillin in the Bate Kinesios, the Bate Midrashos, you're expressing your devotion to me, I'm expressing my devotion to you. The idea of Hashem wearing tefillin is the Gemara's way of telling us that just like we're obsessed with Hashem and we say there is nothing else in the world besides you, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, doesn't just mean we believe in one God and not 14, but it means there's nothing else besides you. It's Eino Milvado. Agadesh Baruch Hu is saying Kaviyacho, I look at Kalal Yisrael and I say, Ain milvado. There's nothing else in my world besides you. You are my everything. Now, even saying those words, it's so incredibly radical. You have the infinite boreolam, right? This reality that we can never even fathom or speak about. And, and there's so much going on in the vast universe with, with Olomos and Malachim and, and billions and trillions of galaxies and stars. But the Kaddish Baruch says, with everything going on, I'm a very, very busy bari'olam. but you're my everything, Kalal Yisrael. Everything is, is for you to grow. The suffering is for you. The Marirus, the Moror, it's for you. I want you to utilize your few years here at Olam HaZeh to transform yourselves. The Marsha on this Gemara, he says, there's obviously Kabbalistic ideas here that we're not going to get into. But superficially, When we're wrapping tefillin, the most basic intention to have is we are being mishabed ourselves. We are devoting ourselves to you. mishro and we are so to speak bringing the shechina into our essence, into our lives by putting on the tefillin with our Dalit parshios. Shi'yu Yisrael devekus v'kedusha ba'Hashem. We're representing. We're trying to, to live a, a connection and a kadusha with Hashem. Ula umas zan says the marshal, just like we try to symbolize that towards Hashem. Yesh devekis vechativa Hashem has that same devekis that same yearning for connection for Klal Yisrael. Just like it says in Shir Ashirim, Anila dodi <inaudible> v'dodi li. I am for my beloved, meaning I am devoted to you, Hashem, but just like Enod Milvado, you're my everything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're my everything. It's mutual. It's mutual. This might be one of the reasons why we say Shir Shirim on Pesach. There were different Minhagim going back hundreds of years. But the prevalent minag, at least in Ashkenazic circles, is to say it on Cholomoed, the Shabbos of Cholomoid Pesach. The Gro writes on Shira Shirim that in the second perik, where Shlomo HaMelech tells us, that I heard the voice of my beloved running and jumping over the mountains towards me. Kan hu iker this is really the beginning of Shir Shirim. What is the, the voice that we're hearing coming closer, running towards us? What is that symbolic of? Explains the Gra. That's referring to Hashem coming close to Klal Yisrael during or right before the Geula of Mitzrayim. Shir Shirim is the love story between Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch hu, But when did that start? When was that first lechach acharai midbar? When was that, that 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 first real connection? That was in Mitzrayim. That was the redemption of Mitzrayim. So this this message of tefillin, anila dodi Vidodi li, is really the message of Pesach. I am fully devoted to you. You were fully devoted to me. Even the suffering you had to go through in Mitzrayim, it wasn't even though, but it's. I wanted you to, to become closer. I wanted you to become stronger. And therefore, you had to go through that to become the people that you are now. We know that Pesach is called Lel Shimurim. And Lel Shimurim is actually mentioned twice in the Pesach. right? The night that is guarded. So, one time it's mentioned, we know Rashi tells us, it means that there's a special Shmirah, there's protection on the night of Pesach. But at first, the first mention of Lel Shimurim is Lel Shimurim Hashem. It's a night that's guarded to Hashem. What does that mean? It's guarded to Hashem. So we mentioned a few weeks ago in the ladies' share that the word Shmirah doesn't just mean to guard, but it could also mean to anticipate. Aviv Shamar es Hadavar when Yaakov heard about Yosef's dreams, he guarded the matter, Rashi tells us. He believed there was real prophecy here and therefore he was mitzapa, he was looking forward to the fruition of those prophecies. So explains Rashi, what is the Lel Shimurim Hula Hashem? Shehaya HaKadosh Baruch Shomeru Mitzapelo. The Pesach is telling us, this is the time that Hashem has been waiting for. Right? Kovyochel. From the beginning of Shayshisimer, from the very inception of, of, of the world, this has been the time that HaKadosh Baruch has been yearning for, waiting for, LaKayim Haftachassa, Lahootzia Merit's Mitzrayim to fulfill Hashem's Haftaqa, his promise to take us out of Mitzrayim. Not just because HaKadosh Baruch wants to fulfill his promise, but because this was the beginning of a Dodi ladodi so, as we get together, the Yantav of Pesach, there's obviously a lot of hachanan preparation that we're trying to do, but the realization is there is an energy in the air. There is this emuna and bitachon that's infused within the seven days or eight days of Pesach. And therefore we say, Baruch HaMokom Baruch thank you Hashem. For what? <clears throat> for everything. For the chacham, for the tam, for the the Elishal, for the roshah. Because I understand that everything that we've been through as a nation, and everything that we're going through right here, presently, even perhaps sitting at the Seder, different family dynamics or challenges or struggles, I realize with a complete hakara and recognition that this is the challenge that I need. How do I know I need it? Because you're giving it to me. The marirus, the bitterness, even the tears, this will get us to where we have to go. And we're saying, therefore, thank you for everything. Then we could appreciate the relationship, anila dodi You're not only there for me when I feel that you're answering my tfilos, but I know you're there for me unconditionally. You are my everything. And a kaddish Baruch Hu says, right? Mika amcha The same way you feel about me, is the same way that I feel about you. Okay. Shukayach.